What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wolves of Investing podcast. This podcast was originally aired as a video on the Wolves of Investing YouTube channel. As always, we are not financial advisors. This content is based on opinions presented as is without warranty for entertainment purposes only. This is not financial nor any other kind of professional advice. Investments and securities involve risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This is not a securities offering. Please seek advice from a professional before making any financial decisions. How to value a SPAC merger. SPACs, blank check companies, special purpose acquisition companies are one of the most popular ways for early stage growth companies to go public these days, foregoing the traditional IPO process. In this video, I'm gonna share with you what I look for in a SPAC business combination as a long-term investor and what I use to value the target company. All this right after. I am not a financial advisor. This video is for entertainment purposes only. Learn to invest like a wolf at your own risk. What's up everyone? Welcome back to my channel, Wolves of Investing. My name is Donnie Nguyen and I'm the founder of Wolves of Investing. If you're new, my channel is primarily about investing in the stock market. If you wanna learn how to achieve financial freedom through investing, be sure to click on that subscribe button and notification bell if you haven't yet. And please remember to drop a like on this video if you enjoy it, as it truly helps out the channel. So without further ado, let's get right into it. How do I value a stock as a long-term investor? I use what's called the comparables method to valuing stocks. This is a very popular method to value stocks, and two very well-known comparables metrics are the price-to-earnings ratio, or P-E ratio, and the price-to-sales ratio or PS ratio. Most SPACs are early stage companies and many early stage companies do not have positive earnings and it's very difficult to try to predict what the earnings will be for those companies. So that's why I usually use the price to sales ratio. And most of these companies will give you a projection of their sales in their investor presentation. It's up to the investor to determine how much confidence they have in those projections. Now the comparables method is not the only way to value stocks, but it's what I've been using for many years and it's what works for me. You may have also heard of discounted cash flow analysis. That's another popular method which I do not use. So what is the comparables method? Let me first talk about the comparables method using an example of selling your house. Let's say you have a three bedroom, two bathroom house that's 2000 square feet and you're trying to estimate how much you can sell it for. Your real estate agent tells you that she's gonna find three comparables or comps in your neighborhood. So she finds a few three bedroom, two bath homes in your neighborhood in roughly the same condition as yours that sold for an average of $100 per square foot. So you multiply 2,000 square feet by $100 per square foot and get an estimated value of $200,000. So now let's use this same method for valuing a stock, but instead we're gonna use price to sales ratio instead of price per square foot. Let's say you're trying to value a FinTech company that has a compound annual growth rate or CAGR 
of 30% over the past few years, and you expect it to have a similar CAGR the next few years into the future. It also has $1 billion in annual sales. For those of you who are new to investing, sales is just the same thing as revenues. So I may use sales and revenues interchangeably. So you find a few fintech companies that have roughly the same CAGR, and they have an average price to sales ratio of 10x. So if you apply a 10x price to sales ratio to the stock you're trying to value, you get $1 billion times 10 equals a $10 billion market cap. The formula for price to sales is just market cap divided by annual revenues, which is the same as stock price divided by annual sales per share. Hence the term price to sales. So what is market cap? Market cap is just short for market capitalization. And it's also commonly called equity value. So if you see the word equity value in a SPAC's investor presentation, that's the same thing as market cap. The formula for market cap is simple. It's just stock price times shares outstanding. For example, let's look at Facebook on TD Ameritrade. The market cap is $738.1 billion and the stock price is $259.26. The shares outstanding should be $738.1 billion divided by 259.26, which is 2.8 billion shares outstanding, which is what is stated on TD Ameritrade. So when I look for a long-term investment, I'm looking to give myself a good rate of return on my investment when looking at what I estimate the market cap to be in five years compared to the current market cap. So just a few side notes before we move on. When I look at a SPAC investor presentation, I use equity value, which as I said, is the same thing as market cap, not enterprise value. So don't make that mistake. And to keep this video on point, I'm not gonna talk about what enterprise value is. But if you wanna know more about any of these terms that you don't understand, you can check out sites like Investopedia, which is a great resource to learn about different stock market terminology. I am not affiliated with them at all. I've just been using them for many years. And one more thing is that most of these SPACs that I talk about don't pay dividends, but just realize that there is a slight adjustment that needs to be made when talking about dividend paying stocks. All right, so let's continue. What is considered a good five-year rate of return for a stock for growth investors? Most professional growth investors' performances are measured against the S&P 500. The S&P 500 over the past 90 years or so has returned a compound annual growth rate, or CAGR, of approximately 9.5% after dividends. I'm gonna round up to 10%. So as a growth investor, I'm trying to beat the S&P 500 so I choose to find stocks that I think can beat the S&P 500's historical CAGR by at least 50%, which means that I want stocks that I think can give me a CAGR of 15% over the next five years. 15% is an arbitrary number that I use, but I believe that many other growth investors use 15%. In fact, Kathy Wood has said many times that she also uses 15%. And what's really cool about using 15% CAGR in five years is that it equals two times my investment over five years. To calculate that, it's just 1.15 to the fifth power. 
So I'm looking for stocks that I think will at least double in five years. So if the market cap is $1 billion today, I want it to be at least $2 billion in five years. So before we move on, I had some questions from a viewer about Kager, spelled C-A-G-R. So let's quickly talk about Kager. Kager can be applied to any number, whether it's revenue growth, market cap growth, number of customers or whatever. Here's an example of how you calculate Kager. Let's say a company has annual revenues of $100 million. We'll call this year zero. Five years later, it has annual revenues of $400 million. Kager is just the end amount divided by the initial amount to the nth root, where n equals the number of years. In this case, n equals five. And then you take that result minus one to get the Kager. So 400 million divided by 100 million equals four. The fifth root of four is 1.32. Minus one is a 32% Kager. And I can verify my answer by taking 1.32 to the fifth power and I get back to four. And this nth root button can be found on any scientific calculator. All right, so how do I estimate what the market cap will be in five years? I look at the SPAC's investor presentation and see that the company believes its revenues will be such and such in five years. Most companies will list their projected revenue in the investor presentation. This is where I need to be very careful and skeptical about the management's projections. I expect management to give the rosiest projection that they can get away with. They are incentivized to give the best projection possible because the better the projection, the more money they can bring in from investors. Here's ChargePoint's investor presentation. And full disclosure, I do have a position in ChargePoint. They projected 2025 revenues to be $1.427 billion. So I personally will do my own research on the company, read through the investor presentation, check out the website, read articles from Reddit and other articles I can find on the internet about the company, and I will come up with my own conclusion, which may be different from your conclusion and different from Warren Buffett's conclusion, Kathy Wood's conclusion, or some tip ranks analyst conclusion. So I will make up my own personal opinion based on my own personal biases on how confident I am about this revenue projection. And it's gonna be somewhere between 0% and 100%. And really, it should be more like 0% to 80%. Since I wanna give myself a margin of safety and I don't want to be overly optimistic about any company, even if I'm really bullish on them. So let's say in this example, I'm very bullish and I say the company can achieve 80% of this five-year projected revenue. So I take 80% times $1.427 billion and I get $1.14 billion. I can also then calculate the Kager by taking 1.14 billion divided by the 2020 revenue of 135 million and taking the fifth root like we did earlier. That gives me a Kager of 53.3%. Now, ideally, I'd like to have a few other companies in the same industry with a similar Kager to determine what price to sales ratio to use. But in this example, I'm just gonna estimate based on my experience and opinion investing in high growth companies in high growth industries. 
that the price to sales ratio should be somewhere around 20x. If you want to be more conservative, you can apply a lower PS ratio. That's completely up to you as an investor to make up your own opinion on what a reasonable PS ratio should be. Now I take the PS ratio of 20 times the revenue of 1.14 billion to get a market cap of $22.8 billion. Before we continue, just wanna give you some commentary on PS ratio. These days, high growth early stage companies tend to have a PS ratio range from around 5X to 20X, depending on the industry. Yes, there will be outliers that have greater than 20X, but to give myself a margin of safety, I try to not ever go higher than 20X. You may see me go higher than 20X in some videos, but I prefer not to. Five years from now, there's no telling what the normal price to sales ratio will be. So that's just one risk to be aware of. Now that I've estimated what the market cap will be in five years, now I need to estimate what the current implied pro forma market cap is. Pro forma in this context just means after the business combination is completed. To do this, I look at the transaction overview page in the investor presentation. So it says here that the pro forma equity value at $10 per share is $3.049 billion. Now there are usually some footnotes that give additional details and assumptions. I typically just ignore the impacts of the footnotes in my estimates because there's no way for me to predict what those impacts will be. So as we all know, the SPAC is often trading higher than the $10 per share price. So I have to estimate what the implied pro forma market cap is at the stock's current price. And all I have to do is divide the current stock price by $10 and then multiply that by the pro forma equity value. So let's pretend that in this case, the SPAC has run up to $18 per share. $18 divided by $10 is 1.8. 1.8 times $3.049 billion equals a market cap of $5.49 billion. Now I take my five-year market cap estimate of $22.8 billion and divide it by the implied market cap of $5.49 billion and get 4.15 for a return of over 315%. I said that I want my stocks to at least double every five years. So this would definitely meet my criteria and I would definitely consider it for an investment. So I realize that in my videos, I usually go over my bull case and my bear case. This is to help me understand what I believe the potential risk to reward is. So in my bull case, I'll typically assign a percentage of around 50 to 100% to my most optimistic view of the company's five-year revenue estimate. And then in my bear case, I'll usually assign around zero to 50%. Then when I give my game plan, I give my reasons for why I personally plan on investing or not. And at the end of the day, there are over 8,000 stocks on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ, and there are several other stocks in my portfolio that this particular investment idea is competing with as well as other private companies that may go public in the future. And I'm only gonna make the investment based on my own confidence level in the stock based on my own personal opinion. And this has nothing to do with your opinion, Kathy Wood's opinion, 
Warren Buffett's opinion or some Wed Bush analyst's opinion. And if there's one point I hope to get across from all of my videos is to always do your own due diligence and come up with your own conclusions. Just use my videos to get a different person's perspective and to inspire yourself to do your own due diligence. So that's all there is to it. That's my method for evaluating a SPAC merger deal. If there's ever a term you don't understand, remember that Google is your friend. Investopedia and Wikipedia are your friends. And sometimes the investor presentation even includes an appendix that defines the terms and acronyms that they use. All right, so just a few announcements. First, the Wolves of Investing Discord is growing. It is my favorite place to discuss SPACs and other stocks with other members of the community. We have over 400 members, and if you're interested in joining, it's completely free. I'll leave a link in the video description. Second, if you wanna know exactly what I'm trading in my Fidelity All SPAC portfolio, check out my Patreon. For $5 a month, you get all of my buy and sell alerts from that portfolio. There's also access to my private Patreon Discord. If you want additional insights into that portfolio and some of my other long-term portfolios, there's also a higher tier available for that. And if you wanna become a super alpha OG and get a shout out on one of my videos every month, I also have a tier for that. So be sure to check out my Patreon if you're interested. A link is in the video description. And a big thank you to the amazing patrons that have already joined. All right, so let me know if you have any questions about this video. Drop me a line in the comments. Be sure to leave a like on this video before leaving. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.